Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Enlightened philosophers tell us we are divine beings in human form. Let's get real here. How can we live a busy life with a job, kid, and mortgage and still be spiritual? That's what you want to know. Join CJ Liu as together we tackle real life issues through a spiritual lens. Talking with experts about relationships, work, and more. Get practical life skills and learn how to touch, feel, and experience a whole new way of living. This is Fired Up with CJ. The place to go if you aren't a monk but still want to live a spiritual life. Join the conversation now at FiredUpWithCJ.com. FiredUpWithCJ.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fired Up with CJ show. Today we're going to be talking about creativity and how you inspire your own creativity, whether at work, at home, um, in your life generally. And we have Nick Sanaka Jenkel, who is the author of Switch On, How to Ignite Your Creative Spirit with the New Science of Breakthrough. Welcome, Nick. Oh, can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Now we can hear you. Hi. Oh, can hear me. Great. Hi. Great to be here. Great to be here. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what inspired this book. Switched on and fired up. Um, I, God, I mean, many things. I mean, probably the most important thing is the desire to write a book that I wish I'd been given when I was maybe 15 or 16 mm-hmm. and kind of didn't want to be religious, didn't make sense to me to be religious. Um and the only alternative seemed to be atheism, which didn't work that well for me uh, over 10 years of trying to uh, sort of firmly being an atheist and sort of realizing, hold on a minute, I think I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but I, but I also wanted to write a book that really integrated my two great loves, uh, which is science and spirituality, um, which many people think are contradictory, but I believe are um, one thing. Uh, really just different aspects of the same thing and so I wanted to write a book that could talk about enlightenment um, in a way that wasn't weird or woo-woo or full of strange uh, exercises and things you had to do and something you could live in real life with but bring the magic of of uh, interconnected thinking and feeling into it so that's when the idea switched on came from and and then I had to try and create a, I wanted to create a lens for it, you know, a, a frame, because it's a big topic, science, spirituality, enlightenment, changing the world, changing yourself. So I, I, I worked for a long time in creativity, and I work uh, a lot in creativity still. So I wanted to create a lens uh, to focus this big topic, and, and creativity was what I chose. Um, and since then, it's really kind of the gift that keeps on giving, really understanding each moment as pregnant with possibility Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as this kind of nature of, of existence, the, the sort of basic uh, understanding of how the world, or universe works is creative. And then sort of drilling down from that mega idea to, well, how do I um, put my kids to bed and make sure it's fresh and appropriate and creative in this moment and not just some habit I've got into? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so every, from the micro, these micro moments where life plays out, you know, where where it's so easy just to go cynical, skeptical, angry, scared, whatever habit we're used to. It's so easy to do that. Um, and actually, it's those micro moments where, you know, the quality of our life is is uh, created uh, in the literally creation by creation by creation. Yeah, you know, I, I talked to um, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. And um, one of the things that he said to me, it was during New Year's. And uh, he said, you know what? It's about waking up as a brand new baby every day, every moment and having, you know, like you said, every single moment is ripe with creativity. And if we can just wake up with a fresh pair of eyes, um, we can tap into that creativity. And, and what I enjoyed so much about your book is that um, I think it's one, it seems like you've been studying and researching and reading lots and lots of this of, of text. And to me, what you did is synthesize, you know, stuff that I've read from the, you know, uh, yoga sutras, you've taken curves, stuff from myself from the nonprofit community, you've taken stuff from like, every single discipline, whether it's business or spirituality, science, and you kind of merged it into a very, very, very simple framework that um, what I applaud about it is that you can talk. And I was thinking, because I, I come from the business world, and I thought you could really talk to a business person and they would digest this. You know, because a lot of business folks, if you went in and t- try to talk about spiritual concepts or ancient wisdom, they'd be like, hold on a second, you know, don't bring religion into the into the workplace. No, no, no. Or if you even talk to them about meditation, some of them are still probably like resistant. But this is a really beautiful framework because it 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 distills all the key concepts in a way that doesn't feel frightening. Um, mm, great. Thank you. Have yeah, you found I, that when you've been working? Appreciate that. Have I found that with with, client, with with businesses? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So have you found totally. that businesses yeah. are they digesting it or are they kind of like when is this stuff? It's, it's interesting because up until about six months ago, I did my best to try and keep my two sort of hats a little bit different. I mean, I was saying the same stuff, always the same basic idea: got to connect got to love yourself, got to feel love in order to feel the freedom you need to be able to create. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about surrender and you've got to let go before you get anything. These are all the kind of basic principles that that uh, I, I teach and live my life by. Um, but I had these two little hats, you know, one was slightly more innovation and leadership, which is the business term for creativity and, sp- and spirit, basically. And then there was the sort of more, you know, more I can be more sort of out there with sort of the public uh and, and some, to some degree and over the last six months part of my learning my, part of my switching on part of my breakthrough has been to bring those two things together and say you know what there's one nick one guy and whether i'm talking at downing street or if i'm talking uh as i was on sunday at a um international research conference on psychedelics either one you get you get the same me you know that it, yeah. and and I might change grammar a little bit and to choose different stories, um, whatever. But you're getting the same uh, authentic truth that that uh, works. And, and I've been blown away by the response from business. I mean, it's still, you know, I have to be careful. I can't push things um, too far. But I've been amazed by, you know, the response. I mean, to give you one little story, I was did a keynote speech maybe two months ago for a big motor company, you know, that's something you just would not think would be interested in this kind of stuff. And people were loving it. And, and this guy came up to me afterwards, maybe 55, 60, suit, German. And I was like, oh, dear. Uh, and he came <laughs> to me and said, he said, uh, I've got, you know, a bone to pick with you. And I was like, oh, dear, what's he going to say? So first of all, I think you're like a cross between uh, Che Guevara and, uh, and like a Buddha. You're like a kind of... <laughs> Rebe- rebellious sort of love merchant. I was like, actually, that's a very accurate way of sort of bringing my me out. We say, you know what? You talk a lot about the business and everything, and about how you uh, value businesses through the, the Wall Street, you know, and, and valuations and whatever. He said, what about love? We need more love in this business. Oh, you didn't ever mention love once. And I was like, oh my god, this is a message from from the universe saying. It's okay to, to go a little bit further and and mm-hmm. and actually use love instead of so you know often when I use the, instead of using the word love I would say empathy or purpose right um, 
but actually, I've been started saying love more. I was in number 10 Downing Street in front of all the ministers of the British government. Uh, not the ministers, sorry, the, the heads of all the ministries, the, the civil servants. And I said the word conscious leadership. And I said the word, you know, heart-led, heart-led working. And people were, you know, this is great. This is exactly what we want. More of that. Yeah, um, yeah. They often don't have the words and they don't have the, the permission. And that's kind of what I do is I give them permission and give them language um, for, for something they've already felt, you know. Mm-hmm. And how are you doing it? Because one of the things that I think is a struggle, I've talked to a couple of different people who are trying to integrate in the United States, integrate these ideas into corporations. And, you know, the, the what I hear is I want to do that, but the shareholders won't let me do that. And what I need from you as a consumer is feedback that this stuff matters. Because if right. you don't give me feedback, I'm not empowered because I can't trans- easily translate this to the bottom line. Um, right. That's what I hear, at least from senior executives, from people who work with senior executives here in the U.S. Mm. What would you say to them? Well, I mean, I work across the world. I've worked, you know, in many countries. I work in the U.S. regularly. And I, it's kind of like, first of all, the kind of companies that are inspired by what I have to say, already there's a bit of selection there. So... You know, there are some companies that just probably are not ready to hear what I've got to say or people like me. And that's OK. That, you know, they're on a journey. I guess the thing that I do, which is quite which I'm quite probably quite unique on, is that I've got 50. I've been running an innovation and leadership facility for 15 years. And, bef- and, and, and during that time, I've been an entrepreneur as well and grown companies. So I am really of this world. You know, I'm really in this thing. I understand about margins and i understand about money being really important and profit being useful because you can't grow without it and so i get all that stuff but i'm also deeply and profoundly and absolutely committed to oneness um to bringing love and compassion into every moment we can and so for some reason because i can lead with a kind of i'm helping you have break breakthrough business ideas here this is what i'm, I'm not I, they don't bring me in uh in the kind of make us better because we're not a good company uh, because we're a bit evil they don't that that's not the brief the brief to me is we know you can help us grow with big ideas and my answer is great big ideas these days have to be purpose-led socially and sustainably um uh aligned um and ultimately the bigger the idea it depends upon how much passion you have for a, um a, a vision for the world which is love, right? So, so, so that's kind of my way around that is to say, we're here to break through. Oh, and by the way, to really break through is all about connecting to spirit. And, okay. and, you know. and so when you say that, you say, okay, they, they're hiring extensively for innovation and, and, and that kind of stuff. And, but when you say, here are the three key ingredients, it's about, you know, purpose, it's about love. It's, right. is there a reaction like, or they're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Or like, what, what's your reaction? Because that's such a, that's like a hugely different message than they probably have ever gotten. It's usually about, it's like getting, you know, your cost down. It's, you know, they have like these right. messages. It's about efficiency. It's about engagement. Right. You know, it's all about these kind of buzzwords. So what, what's your reaction yeah. when you say that? I mean, so, so first of all, I've always called ourselves a creative management consultancy. We're not here to snip and trim. We're here to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, grow your grow your top line rather than grow your bottom line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, grow the revenues, grow grow the scale and size of what you do, but do it ethically. And you know what? Everyone, particularly my generation and younger, so sort of Gen X, Gen Y, they want that. No one I've ever met in a business ever, including senior guys, has ever wanted to mess the world up with their work. <laughs> right. Um, I'm sure there are some people in some co- co- companies. Uh, but I've worked with maybe over 100 Fortune 500 companies, um, and I have never met a single person who didn't want to bring sustainability and social impact and purpose into the into their work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's challenging because you've got sort of mi- mixed signals from the city, from Wall Street, from institutional investors, and whatever. But they also want that too, right? So every and so do the people putting the money in the pension funds, and so the whole system is sort of saying, oh, maybe there's a sort of more ethical aligned switched on way of doing this whole thing and all i'm doing as many others including yourself i'm sure are we are just sort of helping the system go oh there's actually a 
a way of doing this which isn't radically different, but yet it is kind of radically different. And it, and it comes from, um, you know, you have to make tough choices. Ultimately, somewhere along the way, you have to make some compromise between okay, how much money you're going to make. So I'm imagining myself, like, even before hiring you to come in, right? First of all, like you said, it's a yeah. self-selected audience. I mean, the fact that they are having you in, they're already op they're open to these ideas. Right. But um, I'm imagining, my, you know, I'm, I'm the HR person trying to figure out whether I have Nick in. And I'm like, okay, what are the results? So, I, right? I mean, that's pretty quite a few of those right now going, oh, I don't know about this guy. Yeah, like, okay, I, I'd love to have this guy in. It totally matches with the thing, and I believe yeah, him, but yeah. proof, can he give me that this is true? Like, I want to swallow the pill and believe, but what sure. do you have that well, that's, is true? Uh, I mean, that's where the science comes in uh, really handy, and so my work is peppered with the latest science. So I spend maybe four hours every week um, reading the science journals, making sure I've got the latest stuff, and the great news, this is like one of the most exciting things, actually, I'm writing a second book, and that's really inspiring this book is almost everything I read. I mean, look, actually, hell, where is it? Look, this is the front page of Scientific American from August. This month's Scientific American, mm -hmm. like the number one public m magazine for science. And the front cover is how we conquered the planet. Our species wield the ultimate weapon, cooperation. Mm -hmm. So you already got science saying we're empathic, we're cooperative, we purpose saves our lives, purpose reduces stress, purpose. Right. You've got all this science coming in saying we're more than we think we are, we're deeply compassionate, ethical, beautiful human beings, we're creative, blah, 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 blah. And all I'm doing is packaging that up with some of the wisdom traditions and, and some, you know, big things like gratitude, surrender, um, those, you know, the big lessons and saying, Oh, and by the way, this actually makes sense for how you do innovation. And the way I do that um, is I start by saying, I mean, you know, what, one thing all the people who book me want is breakthroughs. They want breakthroughs. They want leadership breakthroughs. They want team breakthroughs. They want business breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. So I come in, I say, well, okay, what's a breakthrough? And then I was like, whoa, 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 you know, I give them a little bit of a narrative. And, and that, so we basically come to the realization that a breakthrough is when you don't do the same thing that everyone else did or used to do in the past. So that's the level of the hands, behavior. Right. I go, okay, well, how do you get a break? How do you get a, a behavior breakthrough? And then they go, oh, maybe you have to think differently. I go, great. So that's the, the head, right? The second level in. I said, but how do you think differently? This is, this is the magic bit. And they're like, I don't know. You just have to think differently. I go, yeah, well, here's the deal. Your brain is wired to think the same if you're scared mm -hmm. and in survival and stressed. So if you want to not think the same, you have to be passionate, open, and, and available. <laughs> and that's the heart level right yeah. and that's the heart and then you go and so how do you get that and so how do you feel open and available when you're stressed out and they go well that is basically what spirit is it's connection mm. and so i've always so i've so without and i don't use the word spirit by the way in this kind of what do you use in that scenario i use the word heart connection that's the feeling of interconnection the feeling of peace equanimity, mindfulness, heartfulness. I mean, there are lots of words depending on, you know, who I'm working with. And suddenly I've, I've taken them from a business goal to the realization they have to switch on in their heart, which is a spiritual choice right. or spiritual experience. But I've never used the word spiritual. They didn't need to know that. It's not important. Right. And then some of them go come afterwards and go, wow, what is this whole, whole interconnection thing? So I, did, I do a lot of sort of, you know, visualizations and meditations. I did one recently with a super amazing guy and super atheist uh, in a nonprofit. And it was my classic meditation, which is heart, a head, hand, heart meditation and a breakthrough. It's a breakthrough meditation. It's a switched on meditation. And he goes, it's kind of like a secular prayer, isn't it? And I was like, <laughs> sorry. You clocked me um, and, <laughs> and uh, walked out smiling. Um, but, you know, I mean, that, and so that's. So I'm kind of like, it's kind of like under the radar, but it's not under the radar. I'm also saying it very clearly. I mean, my book says spirit on it, the switch on, you know, you know, and I was scared. I had to be honest with you. When I came out with this book a few months back, I was like, well, the, the rabbit's going to be out of the hat now. I can't hide my spirituality way anymore. It says it completely clearly throughout the book. Right. Um, and I've had people who I thought were really square, uh, just, you know, beige Chino people. Um, and these guys are like emailing me going, I love your book. I love this chapter. Da, 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 you know, um, quite senior people in government, senior people in the kind of ideas space. Um, I mean, last week I was at Aspen Ideas Festival, you know, really super premium uh, 
ideas space at the Aspen Institute. And I was doing a talk on science and spirituality and people were sitting there enjoying it, wanting it, you know, Harvard professors, whatever. Wow, so, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm, and I'm happy. Yeah, it's moving. It's shifting. People want more. And if anything, I'm trying to say to myself, be braver, you know, right. come out with more. Yeah, push yourself to go out more because people want it and they're afraid. So if you say, right. it's okay, like, I'm a guy just right. like you and I want right. it, then it gives them the right. permission, like, I want it too. I'm a guy. I like wearing nice clothes. I like having nice things. I like design. I like, I'm a raver. I'm a partier. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. I love doing stuff in the world. I've got kids. I've got a wife. I've been divorced. I've had lots of ups and downs. I've been yeah. depressed. I've had fibromyalgia. I'm just a normal dude with all the normal stuff that occurs in, a, in a, someone's life. And I've discovered this stuff is really important. Yeah. Not just really important, yeah. it's the most important thing. And, and I think particularly partly because I was an atheist for so long. And so I, so I had to work hard to be, a, to be spiritual in some ways. I had, to, I, had to really, I had to let go of so much baggage, intellectual baggage. Um, I mean, as I said, said in Aspen, you know, I went to Cambridge University and studied science. And Cambridge is, is literally like the high temple, the uber altar of atheism in the world. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's, you know, you are a rationalist, mechanistic person. If you know, that's what Cambridge is about. I mean, it's the birthplace of the, of right. I mean, right. Isaac Newton, the yeah. birthplace yeah. of mechanism was in Cambridge. And so for me, I had to let go of so much about, you know, this stuff is nonsense. This is just, you know, blah, blah, made up, whatever. You can't prove and anything. That's, that's what I heard. Yeah, and that's why I had to write this book because the book was really me saying to myself, if this doesn't fit with what science tells us, then there is a serious issue because science is really good at telling us about stuff it can observe. It's not good at telling us about stuff inside. So, but if what's inside is contradicting what we're observing outside, then either the science is wrong or our philosophy is wrong mm -hmm. and the great news is it doesn't contradict it you know it really doesn't so so yes you can't um analyze purpose um, but you can measure people who have more purpose and they are healthier and they have less stroke and they have a better quality of life and they live longer so so um you know you just have to go well okay if the wisdom traditions say purpose is important and science says purpose helps us live longer and have better lives What's not to like? Better get me some purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's interesting. All right. So we've been talking just, uh, we've been talking to Nick Seneca Jenkel about his book, Switch On, How to Ignite Your Creative Spirit with the New Science of Breakthrough. All right. I, I love the fact that you've been able to, um, one, personally break out. Because I'm just, I'm always happy when people do that. You know, they become integrated and they're like, Nick, uh, Nick Spirit Nick and Work Nick are like one. I'm like, yay, I love that. And I love that corporations are opening up to it because I I so want that to happen because it's the only systematic change that I really haven't that can can really change the world if people were focused on it so I'm I'm so thrilled that you're doing that I wanted to talk to you about your breakthrough curve in your book I don't know if yeah. people can see it so I want to talk to you about the breakthrough curve um because I have a project on my own. So I wanted to actually, because I think when I was reading the book, I understand these things, but I'm trying to apply it because I'm kind of a person to figure, I'm a how-to person. So as I was trying to apply this stuff, I have an idea. I would love for you to walk me through this model and show me how it works. Would you be willing to do that? Of course. Okay. So here's, um, and I, their video all of a sudden turned off. So I'm going to actually, we're going to take a break and we're going to resume. So um, I will be right back and... Um, We'll be going to commercial and we'll be right back. Thanks. Hello? Hi, sorry about that. Rebel, I'm sorry. She's probably so teed off at me and I would be totally justified. Is that better? Mm-hmm. Right. It's turning on. Hold on. Rebel, are you there? She's probably frantically turning on a commercial, which I usually don't have. But you're, um, oh, there you are again. Did, did okay. mine come off or yours go off? Sorry? Yours mine... went off. Ah, right. Was mine going off? So do you have, well, do you have a, a nicer a version of this that you could show? I do, not just not printed out. Uh, oh, it's okay. On. No, no, I actually I could get one on my other computer screen and show it because it's really pretty. Okay. Uh, hold on one moment. Here's one I prepared earlier, as they say. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. 
Bum, 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 bum. Okay, I'll do the one for individuals, right? Because I okay. use the same curve uh, for my organizational work, so but it's a different level of. Yeah, we can use still use. I think. I mean, when I looked at the two different charts, they look similar. Yes, perfect. Yes, great. Yes, I can see it. Move it up a little bit closer. Oops. Now you're off. Are you there? I lost you again. I'm gonna have to hang up. Are you? Can you? Are you talking? Oh, now you're back. In the room. Don't go away. Okay. Rebel, are you there? I can't hear you, Rebel, are you there? Oh, looks like we're live. So, folks, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at um, Switched On. We're talking to um, Nick Sensing Jungle. Okay. Ah, can you turn on your video? Yeah, it's on. Okay, it went off for some reason. Mm. Okay, all right. So we're having some technical difficulties, every fo- everyone, and it uh, looks like we're back. Okay, good. All right, so okay. Nick, here's the, here's the problem at hand. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So um, I'd love to get some consulting slash advice, and I'd love to demonstrate your model because I think it's a really good model. So here's the problem that I see. So the first part of your, your um, model is problem. And so the problem that I see, and I was watching, I was reading one of your articles. I know that you are a writer for Huffington Post, and you're talking about artificial intelligence. And you know, the great fear that I think a lot of us have is that you know soon robotics will be taking over the world. And and I think the article, which was a very interesting one, your point is like you know they can't take over some of the human aspects, but still, and I would actually, you said because they can't create. And I would argue with you, but that's not what this is about. But but the the key thing that that I was thinking is, you know, my greatest fear about technology and the trajectory is that the main people who are developing these programs, Rebel, can you hear me? Okay, the main people who are developing these programs usually don't have the core. They have the core values, but they're not necessarily empowered to use them. Love, compassion, you know, uh, those kinds of things, connectiveness. It's not something that's hardwired into a typical programmer. And so these are the people who are programming the technologies, which will one day be have even more prominence than they already have in our lives today. And so the question is, well, you know, I'd love to have psychotherapists creating these programs, but they're not available. You know, they're not writing these programs. You have developers writing these programs. And so the problem that I see is how do you start developing technology that is focused on love? And so um, I've been working on coming up with some applications, you know, mobile apps, different types of applications, which would be focusing on love. Now, the problem is, is how do you make money? doing that right you know it's easy to write a video game that's about violence and competitiveness and you know all these kind of things that kind of relate to our survival instinct what you're saying is we're hard-coded toward and one of the key points that you have in the scientific piece is that we're hard-coded toward survival and we like in some ways we like doing those things so how can you make money that's the problem that i have what are the patterns like how would you map through this this uh model there's a couple of things to say there. So that's the, so you're kind of creating a couple of different problems for me to solve. One's like an innovation problem, which is how do you um, develop technology with, with with love in it and wisdom in it? And that's something I too am very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the company I've created recently is a, essentially a media and technology company for love and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. kind of a question that I sit with a lot. And the second problem, which is a separate problem, which is um, how do you make money from consciousness ultimately? Um, 
And so here's a great segue. Uh, I'm about to launch in a, about six weeks uh, a 12-month program called the Switched On MBA, which is a virtual program, uh, for, uh, two webinars a month, which is specifically about how you take uh, a feeling of consciousness and connectedness and awakenedness and build an enterprise or career or project around it. Mm-hmm. And the it goes through the J curve, uh, the J shape curve, but it goes through it in two uh, sort of ways. One is the business itself, the business idea, the business model, and, and how that works. Wait, and before you go into it, tell us what the J curve is, so folks on that. Okay, the J curve has become the sort of light motif of all my work, and I, I wasn't looking for one; <laughs> it just sort of came to me. Um, I remember one day about five years ago looking at the process I take organizations on for breakthrough. And looking at the process I take people on for breakthrough, I was like, hold on. I should have probably seen this earlier, but I was like, hold on. They both, to get to a higher place, they both go down before they go up. Mm-hmm. I.e., before you get the goodness, the joy, the breakthrough, the creativity, the awesomeness, the cool, crazy, well, amazing life, you have to be prepared to go down first into your... Yeah. Your life, your being, your habits, your assumptions, your belief systems, your pain, your suffering, let it go, and then you can come up, uh, and you can come up higher than you went originally. So the, the J shape, so imagine, any, uh, if you're watching this, imagine a J. So you're somewhere, everywhere, you start a process, you're on the left-hand side of a J. You're not bad, but it's not, probably not good, and you want to break through. Mm-hmm. And you want to get high up the other end of the J, which is super high. But here's the truth that I tell <laughs> everyone who listens breakthrough conscious breakthrough is not linear it's non-linear it's not a nice little from here to here it's here down first and then up okay and, and basically you, the, the kind of analogy is you've got to excavate before you innovate you've got to dig up the old before you can have the new and that's what a wisdom teacher would call as i do surrender you've got to surrender the pain before you get Buddha nature, uh, nirvana, uh, whatever you call that thing, right? Right. So that's the J-shaped curve. So um, the J-shaped curve for this work is you've got a business curve you're going on about what do I have to let go of from what I think about how business should be or what technology should be or what app should be. And then down there, I'm going to find a way of doing a um, new insights about doing technology for love. And I can guarantee there are they're there. Um, and then, oh, I'm going to come up and build it. Okay, build the project. And at the same time, in this switch on MBA, we go, okay, but you've also, you as a leader, an entrepreneur, have to go on the same journey at the same time because every time you hit a business challenge, it takes something from you and it takes ultimately some shadow work, some pain work. You've got to let go of something. Obviously, you don't get the breakthrough. So I don't know if any program like it in the world, I'm super excited because it brings these two businesses I run together for the first time fully um, and basically, as I said to someone today, until you have a conscious revenue model, a conscious business model, a conscious way of making money, a livelihood, you or life can't be fully conscious because there'll always be something pulling you out into the old world of competition, money, status, whatever. So it's, it's critical for the world to develop conscious business models because otherwise we can't live. We can't feed our kids. We can't have the life we want. Right. Uh, so I'm super passionate about this stuff. Um, and but the key thing with all of it is, you're only going to get the breakthrough when you let go of the beliefs and the feelings that hold the beliefs in place that have you think there's no possibility, no solution, no way. Uh, okay, yeah. So if I actually take the, I heard three different. You said when in taking the example that we're going to walk through, you know, how do you actually create technology with love? You're saying, you know, one is kind of a marketing issue, like how do you communicate this new idea? The second problem is maybe a personal problem that I'm having with my own demons that I'm going to face, which I've actually have been facing since February since sure. I came up with the idea. The demons. <laughs> they are. And then the third issue is even when you do all those things, there needs to be a conscious... The problem is how do you make money? What is the conscious business model that you actually yeah. put your yeah. through? So how yeah. would you... So let's take that one because that's one I think that is the most tricky one. Um, and I know you're going to have a, a whole workshop that sounds like a, the MBA that will handle this. Yeah. Or could you start not, with the model? I don't know what's possible in this. I don't, well, the, the, my book, the, the book you've got in your hand isn't designed to develop business models. It's a book for individuals to break through. Right. The business model stuff is, is, is a, big, it's a big conversation, right? Because there's lots of things going on in the business model. There's, there's how big scale do you want? Do you want to run 
workshops for five people or do you want to have an app that works for 50 million people you're going to have to have a different design a different way of thinking a different idea um, do you want people to be just middle class and upper middle class people to be able to uh, access your app uh, or do you want uh, people in prisons and kids you know at risk youth to be able to access your app so that's another issue you know questions you've got to ask do you want your app to be more about well-being or more about wisdom more you know there's so many questions to ask in a business model and each person's business model has to be unique to them because there's only one person in the world who is that and just so everyone's clear a business model sounds like a crazy big complex thing that only businesses have every human being alive has a business model and a business model is simply a the design for how you take and exchange value in the world okay so um, if you have been working for um, a multinational for 20 years your business model is I go to work from nine to seven uh, or whatever eight to nine whatever your thing is and they pay me and they give me some benefits and then I pay some tax and so that's your business model right mm-hmm. um, as soon as you get out of the system your business model becomes has to become more creative and more innovative mm-hmm. uh, freelancers have a slightly different one entrepreneurs obviously have a totally different one so everyone's got a business model the question is is it, uh, it has to it has to hit four things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to hit uh, profit. You need to make someone has to pay for what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look, the universe is actually giving us reinforcement that this is important. <laughs> right. Okay. Someone has to pay for what you're selling. Someone. Mm-hmm. Second thing: is it planetary? Does it fit the planet? Does it use too much paper? Is it energy efficient? That kind of stuff. Third: does it help people? Is it socially powerful? Does it engage people? People like it. Does it empower people? Really key. And the fourth thing is, um, is it purposeful? Is it loving? Does it help you thrive? Does you feel, do you start? Because if you just have the first three, you have really serious socially, social enterprises and whatever. Everyone's changing the world, making money. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. Is it playful? Is it fun? Are we enjoying it? Is the ride good? So those are the four things that I look for in a business model. Um, and um, super important to, 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 to get them. And I believe one fundamental belief, and this is maybe the way the breakthrough is for your particular project and case. If you let go enough of your beliefs about the world and listen and talk to enough people, the people you want to serve with your technology, you will have an insight uh, about something they really value and need that you can deliver through technology that is bringing more love, compassion, connectedness, collaboration, goodness, purpose into the world, and they'll be willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you the evidence of that because there are a number of businesses. I mean, look, Hay House is a business that makes money from people being awakened. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a competitor of ours, uh, a very successful app called Headspace, um, a meditation app. They, they're worth 50 million quid. Mm-hmm. So, so you can do good work and make money however and i will be really clear you not you one may not make as much money as one would do if one didn't care about the people planet and the purpose so um good old apple you know they make apparently 60 70 percent profit margin on an iphone that's an enormous margin most companies in the world never see anything like that margin and yet they have workers in china committing suicide in factories um because people are um working i mean if you've seen the pictures of where they work it's all wearing white masks and just make you know it's not a space for love connection compassion Mm -hmm. so i would say to apple listen your stuff is great people love you but a lot of your younger target market particularly will probably feel a bit queasy about this and actually if you made a tiny bit less money you still have 80 billion in reserves whatever it is that you've got which you can't even spend no one is you don't even know what to do with it um and then put 10 percent of that margin back into well-being and wisdom packages for your workers you will long-term reap the rewards of it mm-hmm. uh, you you have employees who want to work for you um you will have uh, customers that think you don't just create awesome technology but you actually also care about the world and that matters i mean it really matters mm-hmm. um so um if you so 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 yeah so the key thing is there is 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 find an insight that empowers people um and build build your product or technology or service around that empowering insight. Yeah. So, so like if, if I even use you as a personal example, and what we were talking about in the very first segment is what you said is what people are looking for is innovation and breakthrough. Right. That was the, is that was that the insight of like, ah, 
you know, people aren't looking for spirituality. Like they kind of are, but like what they're look, the way that you get in into these businesses because people want you to create innovation and breakthrough. So, so you're yeah. peddling your spirit stuff because yeah. that's the insight. Is that what you mean by the insight? Well, kind of. I mean, so so I've I've various different business models I'm running with. So so for my switch on stuff, my insight is people want spirituality that can turn into reality. That's that's the kind of for the basic insight of switch on. They want it science driven. They want it. Um, uh, not everyone. Some people are really happy with going to uh, a workshop at Esalen and or going to a Buddhist retreat, and that's great. You carry on doing that. For the other two million, five million, ten million of you who don't want to do that, who don't want woo woo, and who don't want any, they don't want to give up. You don't want to give up the things about you that you really enjoy. You don't want to become new age. Basically, you don't want to become a hippie. I want you because I've got stuff that you want. I've got, as you say, I've got a book and then I've got this MBA program. Yeah. You know, these are all things that people want. So the MBA program, I could make a lot, I make a lot more money teaching it to corporations or to uh, Yale recently or whatever than I do on this program, but I can still make enough money, but do it consciously. So, so, it, so there's always a way of doing it. Um, and it's, you know, so that, so that's, so that's one thing. I run a, a sort of transformational dance experience, like a five rhythms type thing, but a bit hipper, a bit sort of less, less sort of hippie and more hip. And again, the insight there is a lot of people that we're targeting don't want to meditate, particularly, uh, but they love dancing. They've been raving for years. They love clubbing. OK, great. Let's take the clubbing format, two hour rave, take away the drugs, take away the alcohol, take away the evening. It's in daytime, but keep the most amazing music most importantly keep great music keep awesome house music hip-hop whatever and then dot in little meditative visual visualization technology the jacob actually uh and they'll have transformation which they so that's another insight right and people pay for that because people pay for exercise they pants they pay for so so what i mean is you've got to find the way that you can deliver your most heartfelt spiritual purpose that you know is what's calling you and work out how to package it which is the marketing as you said and how to distribute it which is the sort of technology is it app is it event is it book is it courses is it radio show whatever um or some combination of those or usually um that that people someone's going to pay for somewhere in the system right. and it could be advertisers it could be sponsors it could be people themselves it could be rich people it could be a philanthropist it could be you know or many of those things yeah and i think what's interesting is in the example that you gave of your mba that you're about to teach you know that you could be making a lot let's face it i mean you could actually be charging a corporate yeah. client a ton of money and you're going to be taking the same information that you would be coaching someone a corporate client and offering this to yeah. other you know individuals and so it's about saying, yeah, but you know, the P times Q, like the Q, the P may not be as high, but the Q could be huge, right? So you'll make money, and who knows? Maybe you'll make more money than the corporate engagement. Right. I mean, look, a Harvard MBA is a hundred thousand dollars, roughly, right? Uh, that's just for the tuition. Uh, my program is a thousand dollars, but you don't have to come to Harvard. You can do it online. It's virtual. Um, you get a learning group with other people you like. It's a peer to peer. I start recording videos so I can do more of it through video. So I don't have to, you know, so, so it's, it, I don't have to charge that much because A, people can't afford it. And B, I don't need to make that kind of money. I don't need to have a massive old building in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, I don't need to have all those people on, on, uh, professors on, 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 what's it called? Uh, on tenure. Yeah. You know? uh, and so that's, I look at people like Uber and Airbnb. That these are businesses that have said, hold on a minute, let's drop our assumptions, let go of how we think things should be, mm-hmm. find what's empowering. So Uber, though it gets a lot of shtick, it's empowering for the user because you can get somewhere you want to be really quick. Um, and it's empowering for a lot of drivers who are like, I don't want to work every day. I don't want to be someone's um, cab slave, you know, just running their car around. Yeah. So, so there is a beautiful, and I'm not saying it's the most spiritually conscious thing in the world, but it could be with a bit of a bit of tinkering. But there was, um, there's, you know, there's, there's. But you would have, you would have said that to Avis or Hertz, and they would have laughed you out the room five years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's absolutely right. true. And so, um, 
the MBA program then will be taking some of the stuff that, what would someone expect if they were to actually tell us when, when is it launching, where do they go get it, and what would, what, what would the 12 months, it seems like you said, every other week you would have two podcasts. Is there any interaction with you? Tell us yeah. a little bit about Yeah, so the first program, if you sign on to the first one, which will I hope to start early October, uh-huh. I'm just, the, if you go to uh, ripenready.com, so that's ripe as in uh, spiritual ripeness, uh, or avocados, depending on which way you look at it, uh, ripeandready.com slash courses. Um, you will see it there and look through it. Basically, um, the first 12-month version will be me live uh, on two webinars a month, and then you'll have a third session with a smaller group of your peers uh, working through the tools. So each session, each month is based around these tools that I teach and use in corporations, okay. uh, which I'm giving away. And you can then use them in your business. And, you know, one's on business model design, one's on brand strategy, one's on customer insight, one's on elevator pitch, one's on um, your leadership story, etc. One's on publishing, you know, all these different things. Um, and so um, you come, you come in, you, you can either be already running a, a project or um, you can, uh, feel like someone wants to come, come on the program now. They're, they're, yeah, they're calling okay. in right now to sign up. Can we sign oh, up oh, now? I've got to get my credit card machine. Get them online. <laughs> <laughs> so you come on, um, either you've got a project already and you want to totally, you know, make sure it's optimized and awesome, or you're just thinking, I just want to do be a yoga teacher. I want to be whatever. doesn't matter where you're at. You will come out of it in a radically different place to where you are now. On these two levels, business idea, career, whatever it is, and yourself. Um, And you're because a lot of consciousness work is done outside of career. Um, You do it in meditation, you do it in your life, maybe you do it in relationships, you do it maybe with parenting. But often there's this whole chunk of life, which is actually the biggest chunk we spend doing anything. We don't really bring our consciousness work into it. And that for me is crazy so um yeah join me and then after the first 12 months it'll be videoed and it'll be a mooc it'll be an online e-course so the interaction will still be there with with your peers and i might do a clinic once a month for people to kind of phone in and talk but this this, only this first 12 months is going to be me live uh because i'm piloting it so i believe in piloting things and and prototyping them before you you know before you uh, uh film 24 seminars um let's make sure we've got exactly what the right stuff is and what people want and whatever i see guys so you're taking some of the stuff that you would be doing for corporations and you're going to be breaking it into 24 segments of which exactly. the live interaction is it will be live so that people can type in and ask questions or yeah like i don't understand what you said and so what we'll do in a two-hour seminar we will do a bit of checking in and meditation and stuff but not too much um then we'll get into the topic of the day so it might be a business model let's talk about that because it's there then i will introduce the business model design tool that i teach and use we will then have a break we will then have uh use it as a practice with one person from the the community um live and then we'll have questions and answers and then we'll close out and then that's that's the two-hour seminar and then in two weeks later we'll have another seminar where we'll look at the sort of personal conscious part of business model where are you? What's your relationship to money? What's your relationship to scale? What's your relationship to social purpose? Do you believe you're big enough to have the business model you have? Do you believe that you deserve this kind of thing? You know, all the inside stuff, the inner game. Fascinating. Ah, okay, got it. I get it now. So that's a, the first week is like business concept. Second week is like dive into your stuff. Part of that. It is. Get clear, you know, get conscious and aware so of what clear. you want. Yeah. Like, Relationship to money, relationship to service, relationship to, to sales, relationship to speaking, all these things that stop us, which are nuts. The only thing that one of my start points in life is the only thing that stops an entrepreneur from having their vision be real. And it may not be the way you originally thought it was going to be, but some version of your vision could be a little micro version, but it doesn't matter, right? It's the beautiful thing you've created. The only thing that stops you is you mm-hmm. and your fear, because there's always something else you can do. Yeah, there's always another hundred things you can do if I'm really honest. And I tell myself this sometimes when I'm having my, I can't run this crazy startup ambitious project anymore. Um, (laughs) It's like, okay, sleep, meditate, come back tomorrow. You'll have five more ideas. Um, And, you know, even if it ends up you're getting another job so you can still do this in your evenings or you can still do it. It's not there's nothing stopping anyone apart from our own relationship to what we can do and our power. Um, and I mean power in a really conscious way, you know, 
the one of the key thrive hacks that I teach, and I'll be teaching this later on in the twelve month program because it's a bit, it's a big thing, is um, uh, the biggest insight really from the Bhagavad Gita, the Hindu classic, the Hindu spiritual classic, which is, uh, and I really got this when I read Gandhi's version of it, and Gandhi basically said this is what helped him do what he did. You've got to remember that you've got to let go of any of this thing being yours whilst knowing it's totally you and there's no one else in the world who can do this thing. Mm-hmm. And that creative tension, that balance between hubris, the belief that you as an individual can do something in the world that makes a difference and humility, knowing that you have it's nothing to do with you and give it up and surrender. Balancing those two on a daily basis is part of what this project, this MBA program is going to be about. Yeah. It. Is, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Stuff. Yeah, really exciting. Okay, we've been talking to Nick Seneca Gentle. We've been talking about Switch On, how to ignite your creative spirit with the new science of breakthrough. So ripenready.com. Yep. So go to ripenready.com. This is a really good primer for you have two different weeks, but the second week of it, when you look at your personal stuff, I presume you're being kind of taking stuff. Pretty much going through a lot of stuff in the book. Exactly. Yeah. So basically the book, that J curve in the book, we'll be going through that over like a year. And then the J curve in my corporate work, will be going through it, the other workshop. Basically. Oh, so and fun. There's other switch on stuff as well. There's a 21 day video course. There's a coaching kit. There's loads of things on there in the switch on um brand I should yeah so there's a website as well from ripe and ready and then is there a switched on white website as well switch on is one of the strands within ripe and ready so okay, you'll, yes. you'll see all the things i'm getting into the dance stuff um the bhagavad gita stuff or the whole thing okay god so thank you so much for being here you've been thank listening you. to the fired up with cj show you can find us on youtube you can find us on facebook at the fired up with cj uh, fan page. Uh, you can find it on my website, www.fireitupwithcj. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Uh, and make sure to sign up for um, Nick's course, ripenready.com. Uh, it, what's, it's called the Switch on MBA program. Switch on MBA, yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Fired Up with CJ. You can join the conversation, contact CJ Lou yourself, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and find her Facebook page. And check out more shows online now. Get links to it all at FiredUpWithCJ.com.